0: You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. So good to have you here. Who's happy to be here? Yeah. Me just a little bit. I'm happy. It's good. Let's do this. Say hello to someone around you as you grab a seat. It's awesome. Thanks, guys. Good. Oh my gosh. Elijah knows exactly that I like it right in the middle of the aisle here. Dude, I just really appreciate you. That's so good. Hey, if you have got your Bibles here, hey, by the way, Jesus is risen from the dead. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a risen Saviour who died and rose again. And it's like, mind-blowing when you really think about it and you realise He died for you and for me and for the, the, the sins of the whole world. Uh, he took them upon Himself. And then three days later, like death couldn't keep Him down, but He is alive and appeared to like over 500 people and then ascended into heaven, poured out the Holy Spirit, the church was born and here we are. That's how it is. That's, that, there you go. The brief history of Christianity, right there. Very, very brief. It's good. All right. We are, uh, I'm, I'm loving Easter Sunday and everything that we're going to talk about today. And if you've got your Bibles again, 1 Peter chapter 1, that's where we're going to kind of launch from today. And uh, it's good. The kids are going to have more eggs later on. Who is not so happy that their children get extra sugar at Easter? I'm not really happy about that part. You know, if they could do sugar-free Easter eggs and they tasted all right, I would buy so many of them for other people. <laughs> and I would hope to get sugar-filled eggs for myself. Um, who was it? Was it, was it? was it Linda who posted that, um, the four days where chocolate has no calories? Is that what she posted yesterday? That was really good, I appreciate that. That's good. Chocolate has no calories on Easter. It's like the blessing of the Lord or something. <laughs> It's good. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm here to have some fun today. Who's with me? All right, good, good. We're gonna, we're gonna grow and, and learn. And this is like the best day on the Christian calendar. This is it, right? This is it. If, if this didn't happen, we would not be here, right? If this didn't happen, it would all be null and void. It would have been a, it would have been a tragedy that the, that 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 Jesus, this awesome guy, you know, who proclaimed to be the Son of God, it would have been a tragedy that He just died, right? He rose from the dead, showing you and I that we will too rise up from the dead. You don't have anything to fear in this life. I kind of get a sense today that fear is gonna disappear today out of your world. It's just like a byproduct of what we're talking about. I'm not even talking about fear. Right, But I reckon that as a byproduct of what we're going to talk about today, that fear in your life is going to disappear. It's just going to leave. You're going to walk out of here a little bit more fearless than you walked in. Cool. All right. 1 Peter 1, verse 18 to 21. Ready? Good. One person at the back there is ready. That's awesome. I'm just going to keep going, believing that you're going to catch up. All right, good. Here we go. For you know, this is... uh, Peter writing to a whole bunch of people, scattered, people, uh, people scattered all throughout the provinces of all these places. You can read that in, in 1 Peter 1, verse 1. And he says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through Him, you believed in God who raised Him from the dead and glorified Him and so your faith and hope are in God. How good is that? Let's pray, let's pray. Father, would you reveal something fresh, to each of us today. Would you show us your glory in a new way? Would you reveal to us part of your nature, part of your heart? Would you restore us to relationship with you? Fill us and make us whole today in Jesus' name, amen. Cool. I, I, I think that we live in the most me-centric generation of all time. Now, I haven't lived in all the other generations. But given, you know, but just, you know, but given where we're at and given the focus of society, it seems to me like we have a real tendency to focus on me. Like a real super hyper-awareness, you know, we're told to be present, to be in the moment, to be engaged. I do a, I do a bunch of weddings and re- generally at the start, I have to tell people, keep your phones away and just be engaged and be present in the moment, right? We're, we're encouraged to be self-aware, to be aware of ourselves, right? As if we needed any help with that. I'm, I'm super aware of myself. I know exactly what I want, right? Right? I mean, my work colleague and I late, lately have been saying to each other, no, no, you do you and I'll do me, all right? You do you and I'll do me because you do you better than I can do you, right? And I'll do me because I can do me, right? Just say over there, okay? I mean, even these days, marriage and faith and truth and everything is filtered through how I want to see it. Isn't it? We filter it all. Well, then this is, this is my journey. This is me. Just let me be me. This is how the world thinks. This is how I see it. This is how my emotions have interpreted the situation. Lovely. Lovely. We we seem to be able to condense this this rich history of faith and revelation and absolute truth and, and interpret it just through my own perspective. But see, the thing is that before there was me, like before there was me and right now, there was a past and a history and a journey. There was a story of, that, we, that is revealed through Scripture. There's truth that we discover. We see the, the recordings of the early church and the, the, the recordings of Jesus' life. And before then, the recordings of, you know, the narrative that you find all the way through Scripture. And then we talk about, we see the creation story right at the beginning. And it's this huge picture. It's this enormous story that has travelled to us down the ages. But before even creation, there was, there was something earlier than that. There was something before God even created the world. If you're writing notes, point one here, here you go. Ready? I'll make it easy for you. God had a plan before creation. Let's read verse 20 again. It says, He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Jesus Was chosen before God even created anything. Before anything. He was chosen to bring salvation, right? To enter into time and space, to be even born of a virgin, right? God had a plan before He even created a rock, before He made a mountain, He had a plan. Before He made a human or a cat, He had a plan. I don't know, still don't know why God made cats. I'm still not sure about that one. I think it was to mess with us. Don't cats think that they are the dominant species? Isn't that, in in their minds, they're a bit up there. They are, okay. (laughs) Right? Before God spoke the world into existence, He made a plan for your salvation. Right? Before there was even a tree, God had purposed to cross. The grace of God is that big. It's that awesome. It's that strong. His grace flows from who He is. He's full of love and mercy. That's just who God is. The other side of that coin, the other side of the coin of God that we love to talk about we love to talk about God's love and God's grace. But the other side of that coin is that God is also just. And the justice of God is that big because sin has to be paid for. And the cross is the perfect intersection of His love and His justice. Because sin is, let's talk. Let's get uncomfortable for a minute, right? A few of you are starting to go, hmm. This floor is looking amazing right now, right? Sin is a violation against God, right? It's a rebellion. It's a rejection. It is outright denial that God is good and His ways are good. That's what sin is. His ways are best. And so sin must be paid for somehow. And so He planned for the solution of the cross, before the creation of the world because He is love but He is also just and the cross is the perfect intersection of those two because He would choose out of His love to pay for your sin to restore you to God because sin must be paid for. I I love that God is not only fully aware he's also fully prepared. The cross of Jesus was, it was always the plan. It was was the plan before God even said, let there be light. It was the plan. That was the plan. The cross of Jesus is not a backup. It wasn't like a, oh my goodness, those guys have really stuffed that up. (laughs) What are we gonna do? Uh, Jesus, you wanna go down there and fix some stuff? Cool, that'd be great. It wasn't. It wasn't like Mission Impossible where they have this amazing plan and it all goes terribly, but they seem to manage to work it out in the end, right? Who loves the A-team? Like, I, love, I grew up on the A team. And it was always like, yeah, yeah, I love it when a plan comes together. You know, like, you know, it was, it was the best. And they always had these crazy grand plans. And it would be like, really, really going well. Oh, this is awesome. And then it would just all fall to pieces. And then somehow they would miraculously save the day anyway. All right? It was not like that. God's plan is not like the A team, it's not like Hannibal Face, Murdoch, and whatever the other guy's name is. B.A. Baracus. how could you forget that guy? (laughs) How? How is that even possible? Oh man, I need to go back and watch the movie. That's the movie night tonight, babe. Okay, cool, good, it's sorted. (laughs) Don't get me off track. See, God has a, a bigger picture plan for humanity, for the whole thing. And it's this, it's the establishment of his kingdom. The establishment of the kingdom of God in hearts and lives, in families and marriages. The kingdom of God extends into business and art and culture, extends into schools and universities, workplaces it extends into, into streets and suburbs and cities and nations. The kingdom of God is God's grand plan. It's what he's set up. It's always been his plan to establish his kingdom on earth. Always advancing his kingdom. And his kingdom is it's his reign, it's his rule, it's his. It's where he reigns, it's where he rules. So it can be established in our heart as much as it is in our, even in our city it can be established. And that's what Adam and Eve were commissioned to do. They were commissioned to advance and establish this kingdom. You go back and read the original text and you go wow right god is saying subdue the earth and advance this thing across the earth that's what we've been commissioned to do matthew 29 sorry 28 good luck finding matthew 29 uh, matthew 28 verse 19 to 20 right it's a great commission go and make disciples of what all nations it doesn't say go and make disciples in all nations it says, go and make disciples of all nations because God has a bigger plan than you and I can see or think. It's a big plan, right? Matthew, in Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray and he says, what does he say? Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. This is how we're meant to pray. The kingdom of God coming, the kingdom of God advancing. This is what we're here for. Because God is prepared and God had a plan. We, uh, we love to take our, our caravan away on holidays. We've got this old 50-year-old caravan that we've renoed up and, and we love it. And every year, over the past few years, we've had some, some, some problems, right? You know, because you can't ever go camping and everything goes perfect, all right? If, 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 that's just impossible. It's never gonna happen. But the last few years, uh, this other family that we've, we we now know from Dubbo has been set up next to us, and and Rod, well th- he's got a tool for everything. I needed I needed like I was like I need to I'm sweeping out here, and he comes across with a leaf blower. Who brings a leaf blower to on their camping trip? He's like he's like hey man you can borrow this, and it's like one of those great Ryobi ones. And I'm like. Zzz! And I'm done. Yeah, sweeping's done. I'm going back to my book, you know? Like Rod has a solution for everything. I'm trying to get the, you know, the annex to stay down. And he's like, hey, what do you need? I'm like, I've got no idea. I'm is what I'm trying to do. And he's like, I'll be back in a minute. And he goes and he comes back and he's got a full solution to all of my problems. I'm like, this guy, you're amazing. Can you move to Newcastle next door to my house? Because I just love to, be, to walk out the front door and go, hey, Rod, help! You know? love this guy so good he's got he's, he's got like he, he always has an excess I, i'm sure if our caravan collapsed he'd be like hey i got i got 7 tents and a bunch of swags if you want to borrow them they're in the back of the ute you know like be prepared be like rod right but but rod 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 is a bit like rod is a bit like god god was not unprepared for the world He was not unprepared for the situations that we would find ourselves in. God is not unprepared. He always has an excess. He always has more than enough. God was prepared before the foundations of the world were even set. He had a plan. He had had enough and more than enough. I love it. God is big. God lives outside of time. Time is a construct of God. God can see the end from the beginning because he created time and he lives outside of time. And so, therefore, he's able to embed him and put himself into time and turn up, you know, at the right time just when you need him. He's not surprised by our sin, he's not surprised by our state, he's not surprised by your situation. He's got a plan and he's got enough resources to help out. Jesus chose to come to save you and I out of his love and his grace and his justice. So we're thinking a bit bigger. I want to bring it a little step closer to us right now because God has been pursuing us, second point, to build and advance His kingdom across the world. He he hasn't just randomly selected a bunch of crazy randoms and then said, yeah, go and build this thing. God has a plan for humanity as well. He has a plan for what He's doing and how He's gonna do that. And that is to establish a nation. God is building a nation on earth. It's got a funny name. It's called the church. That's what He's doing. He's building a nation. He's always wanted a nation of people to advance His cause and His purposes and His love and His goodness and His favour across the world. It's His nation. And we are a unique group of people who all believe that Jesus is the Saviour of the world. I mean, let's read verse 18 and 19 again. It says, For you know that it was not perishable things with perishable things, such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down from you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So Peter's talking to two main groups of people here. he's talking to Greeks and he's talking to Jews, right? So when they're thinking empty way of life handed down you know To you from your forefathers. He's talking to the Greeks about this this life of philosophy and hedonism, right? And he's talking to the the Jews about their life of religion and self-righteous acts, all of which lead us to complete emptiness, right? Because if, 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 if our focus is, is living for knowledge and wisdom, the wisdom of the world, or if our, if our focus is just living for pleasure and for fun, then I'm, I'm gonna end up empty. If my, if, if my focus is just to live for religion and trying to appease God rather than realising He's already pleased with me, right? I don't have time to go into that one, right? All of those are ultimately unfulfilling. Every other pursuit in life will leave you unfulfilled. And and, and we're not able to redeem what was lost by silver or gold, right? For you know it's not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you're redeemed from the empty way of life, right? Religion, the pursuit of money, it's all gonna still leave you empty. Jesus said that He came to redeem what was lost. And I've worked out three things that Jesus came to redeem, all right? And only one of them is relationship with God because it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just my own personal walk with Jesus. It's bigger than me, 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 me and God. Oh, look, us. Oh, look, me and God are over here. Me, 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 right? It's bigger than that because God came to redeem Yes, our relationship with God. And all of this in the context of community, all right? Let's just, let's, let's just declare that, Right, It's all in the context of community. Because God, Jesus came to redeem a relationship, wholeness, and fullness. Relationship with God, wholeness as a human in relationship with God, and fullness. Relationship for intimacy, Wholeness for freedom and fullness for fruit. A a lack of the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God in our relationships, our wholeness, our body, soul and spirit, wholeness, right? And fullness, the lack of this filling with, we've just been singing a song, you know, Fill my life with your heart. Fill me with your heart and show me. Only the blood of Jesus can redeem us and can restore us and can bring us into the places of relationship with God, wholeness and fullness. Fullness is filling with God's presence, God's wisdom, God's purpose, God's life. And so what we find in the Word of God is that there's this thread which travels from the start to the finish. It travels all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament. That God has been pursuing not just one person, not just a me, 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 but He's been pursuing a people. He's been pursuing a nation. He's been, been pursuing a group, a group, a large family. Not just a one and a one and a one, but, a, but an us that God's been pursuing. It's not all about me and my relationship with God. It is as much about us as it is about me. Like the plan was always for a people, a church, a holy nation. I will build my church, Jesus said. Right? That's still as relevant today as it was when He said it. Like our strength, our faith, our The strength that we have is found when we are together, not just when I'm by myself, just me and Jesus. That's a special place, but it's equally as special when I'm with the family of God together. We get pretty lopsided when we kind of think it's just about me, 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 right? I do. I get lopsided when I think it's all about me. God has always been pursuing us, yeah? Um, But of course, let's bring it down another notch, right? We talked about before the creation of the world, God's been planning a kingdom. He's been pursuing a nation, but yes, absolutely, He has also been pursuing you as an individual. Number three, God has revealed Jesus for my sake. It's what it says in verse 20. That he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Ironically, every time you read the word "your" are in here, it actually means you all. All of you. Not once does it mean me as an individual. But of course, we are a bunch of individuals. Was that show? You're all a bunch of individuals. I'm not. Anyway. Jesus was chosen like before, but that's been revealed to you and I now. And this is the message that's been spreading across the world. This is the hope that we have. Stay with me, folks. I'm almost done. This is the, this is the message that we have. This hope that continues to spread into your workplace, across the world, into places that you will never visit, into tribes and communities and people groups that you, that you cannot even pronounce. That Jesus is the Saviour of the world and that He loves every single one of us. God's plan was always to connect you to His bigger picture. To connect you to Himself. It's always been in his heart that you would know him, that you would walk with him, that you would be a part of the us, that you would be a part of the us that is advancing the kingdom of heaven across the world, that you would be whole and filled not empty, not broken, not lost, not destroyed, but full and whole and in relationship with God and other people. Romans 5 verse eight says, but God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ for me. You know, God wanted you before you ever wanted Him. That's a crazy thought. He was pursuing you before you even knew that you were empty. Before you even recognized a hole in your heart, a hole in your life, God was, He was after you because He loves you. Before you ever, and maybe you still haven't, maybe you're in church right now and you're like, I don't know, I I don't think I've got a hole yet. I'm all right, I'm doing good. Have you seen my bank account? It's all right. Have you seen my life? It's pretty good. But you were created to know Him, to be in relationship with Him. Before you even knew that, You're empty in the pursuit of pleasure and fun, religion, knowledge, wisdom, power, status, fame. None of those things can fill you and make you whole and set you free. Only Jesus can. Only Jesus. Because before you even knew that you needed God, He had a plan for your relationship with Him. He had a plan for your wholeness, for you to be set free from all of the stuff that you've taken on. And He had a plan to fill your life with His life. It's It's the greatest transaction in the world, my life for His life. I give you my life and, and, and I receive his life in return. I receive him. I give all of me and I get all of him. It's the greatest, greatest transaction I ever made to get into this relationship with a God who loves me and loves you. And it's because of the cross. Because the cross of Jesus paid for your sin. So that there could be nothing between you and God. There could be no blockage, no barrier, no sin that offends Him, no rebellion, no gap between you and Him. Just Jesus bridging the gap with His love, with His sacrifice, saying, I'm here, Let's, let's 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 walk let's do this journey let's let's talk let's let's see what's possible in this life when you are free and whole and walking with me and it was all because of the cross it's all because of Jesus he wants to he wants to know you and fill you and heal you and walk with you. So good. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. Because this is the question that everyone has to answer at some point in their life. And it's the question, what, are you, what am I going to do with Jesus? What am I going to do with Jesus. Am I going to trust Him? Am I going to give Him my life as broken or as busted or as empty or as seemingly whole as I think it might be? Am I going to give Him me? Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.